0: Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Lemington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips, and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. How are we all doing? Are we okay? Yes. Great stuff. Well, happy new year to us all. Uh, as, as Dave sort of addressed earlier this morning, we're in that sort of grey stage of the year where Christmas is gone. That's all, all in the past now. The new year is yet to come, but we're in that sort of, well, what, what day is it? Like, so for anyone who's wondering, today is Sunday, okay? It's tw- Sunday the 29th of December. You've got a couple more days before we're all back to work and life continues as normal. So relax. I hope we enjoy our t- ourselves today. But it is so good to be here amongst us all this morning as we're we're gearing up for an amazing, a superb 2020. I know personally, and speaking on behalf of the church here, it's a really exciting time that we're moving into. Uh, as As we step into this new season, there's all sorts of things to be excited about that's coming up. A new year can be just that. It can be a fresh start. It can be a new season, it can be a time of reflection, of introspection, looking back and seeing how faithful God has been in our past. As we've just had that brilliant time of testimony there. But as well there can be that sense of anticipation, that sense of uh, launching a new purpose as we go into this new year. And today I want to spend just a little bit of time talking about light talking about light uh, as we stand on the precipice of, of this new year. As I say, we'll, we'll, look, we'll spend some more time looking back, but as well, we're going to be looking forwards. We're looking forwards, awaiting eagerly to see all that God has in store for us. Let's pray together quickly. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our time together this morning, Lord. We thank you that we're able to gather together on this Sunday, the 29th of December, That we can come before you and praise you and worship you, Father God, and pray together and be church, that we can be church in our world, in our community. So, Heavenly Father, I pray that over the next hour, half hour that we spend together, Father, I pray that your hand would be upon us. Would we know your blessing more and more? Would you encourage us? Would you enrich us? And would you equip us, Father God? And would you bless the words that I am about to speak, Father, that they might cut through any misgivings, that they might settle in our hearts and seeds that have been sown would take root. In your name we pray this, Father. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. Well, as I've said already, today I want to spend just a little bit of time talking about light. And this is oddly relevant for anyone who follows me on social media, you'll have already seen. But yesterday, uh, I spent a bit of time with the family and we went around Blenheim Palace. Uh, they have uh, an amazing lights display on where you can go around all around the grounds, and they've laid out a path with an incredible lights display, fairy lights, tunnels, uh, projecting light on the walls, on the water, on the lakes, and everything. It really is an incredible experience. Tim, you were saying you went as well, and it is so worth the opportunity. So I would encourage you guys if you get the chance. I think it's it's closing down very soon now. You might still be able to get. Some tickets, but if not, next year, book it in your diaries, it is so worth it, it is absolutely amazing. And as I was walking around the grounds of Blenheim Palace, I love saying that, it makes me sound all uh, fancy, as I was walking around the grounds of Blenheim Palace, I felt this great sense of uh, conviction in my heart, this great sense that uh, yes, this, this is right, this message that I've been preparing was, was right for today. Uh, because everything that I'd prepared beforehand was put in such stark, visible, clear sense. Things that were in the dark previously, when the lights would come on, would suddenly be visible. Patterns, forms, uh, the pathway itself, so you're not walking in dark, which is always useful. Uh, When the lights were off, you couldn't see anything, but as the light came on, it would illuminate all of these wonders in front of you. Do you know that the Bible itself, is the Bible says, A light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. How, how many here know that? Yeah? Fantastic. A light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. For anyone who wants to look that up, it's in the Gospel of John, the fourth gospel, uh, in chapter 1, right at the very start, verse 5. And today I'm going to start in the fourth gospel. You know, I, I love this book in the Bible because it is so different. You've got the four Gospels for anyone who, who's reading the Bible. You've got the first three. You've got Matthew, Mark, and Luke. These are called the Synoptic Gospels. Synoptic meaning one view. Matthew, Mark, and Luke, anyone who reads them will notice they're very similar in the way that they read. It's, uh, they, they've shared source material when they were originally being written. So they come at it from very similar styles, but they've got very different purposes, which is why you have the three of them. But then you have this fourth gospel, which is incredible because it is just so far out there in terms of how different it is. The material that it seems to bring together, the style in which it's written in, is simply incredible. It starts off with some very almost apocalyptic style writing as you're reading it. It's almost like the person who's writing it is outside of of time it's almost as if God himself wrote it which is interesting Um, it's almost as if God himself wrote it because it's talking in a way that no human could understand no physical person could actually understand what it's how it's how it's being written it uses a lot of contemporary philosophy Uh, contemporary to when the time it was written. So as you're reading the Gospel of John, you have this philosophy of light versus dark, which is very contemporary to the Greek philosopher Plato. Uh, You've got light versus dark, good versus evil. Obviously, light being good, dark being evil. You have that very clearly throughout the Gospel, regularly recurring. And it's a classic sense of storytelling, which can at times almost feel pantomime which is, again, oddly relevant for this time of the year. Uh, You'll always notice as you're reading it that the bad stuff that happen always seem to happen in the dark or in the night, and at a risk of getting sidetracked. Uh, There's a great example that I love uh, in here is during the account of the Last Supper. Jesus says to his disciples that the one who is to betray him should go and do what he needs to do now. Jesus knows what is to come and he tells his disciple who's to betray him to go and do what needs to be done. And then it says in the text that Judas stood up and he walks out. And then you've got these four powerful words it says, and it was night. It almost seems, sounds like it needs a dun 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 at the end there. Go and do what you need. Judas got up, he went out, and it was night. It's almost comical in that way. I love that uh, in the way it tells the story in this very clear but very relatable way. So as we get started this morning, uh, we're going to start at the very beginning. We're going to start at the very beginning of the book of John. It's going to be on the screen, I believe, as we go along as well. Uh, But it says this. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He. There we go. Thank you very much. (laughs) He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing that has been made was made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness. nor of human decision, or of a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. What we've just read there, it's, it's very quickly establishing that this light that we've been talking about already this morning, the light that's shining so boldly, so audaciously in the darkness around us, is the Word of God. The light shining that cannot be overcome is the Word of God. And that Word, it takes on flesh and it moves into our neighbourhood. It comes into our world. And this is what we've been celebrating Over the last few days, over this period of Christmas, we've been celebrating. Yes, we have these nativity scenes where a mother and a father travel and a baby is born. And we all know that and it's all very nice and it's all very true and real. But at the same time, this account that we read about is the word of God taking on flesh and moving into our neighbourhood. Becoming like us. The word of God becoming like us. So that ultimately, he can make us like he is. As we've already looked at it, the light, the word of God shining in the darkness. The all-encapsulating, all-surrounding, all-suffocating darkness that can surround so many of us. It seems to smother everything. And I know, personally, there are times in our lives where this darkness seems like it's winning. Where it seems like, actually... Everywhere I turn, there's darkness. I go this way and there's darkness. I go ahead and there's darkness and it's closing in around me, whether that's in my family, whether that's in work, whether that's at school for the children perhaps, wherever it is that we are. Sometimes it can feel like this darkness is just closing in around us. It's pressing us down, trying to snuff out all hope, all life that's inside us maybe you're here today or maybe you're listening on the podcast and actually that feeling that is your reality that you're living today perhaps today this is the first time you've stepped foot in a church you're not maybe sure why uh, you just you woke up this morning and you felt you know what i've got this conviction inside of me i don't know where it's come from but i need to be at a church i need to go to church And that's fantastic. Or maybe you've come here, you've been invited by a friend. Well, friends, let me tell you, I want to share this briefly with you. This darkness, this feeling of dread, this suffocation, uh, it doesn't need to stay your reality. It doesn't need to stay your normality. Because, you know, there is hope. There is hope to be found in this light that shines in the darkness as we've already read the darkness cannot overcome the light you see darkness darkness is a privation of light it's a lack of light when there is no light only then can darkness come only then does darkness show it is a lack of light when dark uh, sorry darkness only wins when the light decides not to shine And friends and family here today, I want to encourage you that the light that we're talking about, the word of God, the light of the world, the light of mankind, will never stop shining. This light will continue to shine bright. It will continue to push back all of the darkness in our world. Just a couple of weeks ago, Leanne, you shared about the Holy Spirit uh, a fantastic short series which if anyone who wasn't here uh, or if anyone who was who is here who wasn't there then if anyone missed it i'd encourage you go and check it out have a listen, download the podcast off of the website, it is brilliant, Leanne you did a fantastic job just uh, brushing in and touching on what the Holy Spirit is, who it is, how they interact in our lives, what the Holy Spirit does for us and one point you, you picked up on which I think is, is brilliant is that the Holy Spirit is God in a spirit form In the same way Jesus was God in our form, God in fleshly form, the Holy Spirit is God in spirit form. And the Bible tells us that when Jesus eventually died and was resurrected and then ascended back to be with the Father, uh, the Spirit of God descended. God sent the Holy Spirit to assist us. He comes and he dwells inside each and every one of us. Every one of us who calls ourselves a follower of Jesus. How amazing is that? It's absolutely amazing. It blows my mind every time I think about it. The very same spirit that gave Jesus the ability to walk on water, to feed the 5,000, to turn water into wine, the same spirit that allowed him to heal the blind, to raise the dead, is living in us today. In fact, the Bible goes even further and it says that the same power that raised Christ from the grave is alive in us today. The same power, not a little bit of that power, not a power that's very similar to that. But no, the same power that we've seen working throughout the Bible, performing all of these miracles that we read about, is alive in us today. That light that shined invincibly in the darkness is still shining away. Shining inside each and every one of us. We each have a portion of God's light inside us all. But don't worry, it, it, as, it, as the light spreads between us all, it doesn't diminish, it doesn't dwindle, it doesn't become less of itself As we have a portion of this light. Much like when you light candles, the fire spreads. But it doesn't get smaller each time. Each flame, each light inside of us is the full power of God within us. We have this light inside of us repelling the darkness that surrounds us. And with that now, we come to the real crux. Of today's message, the real message that I want to share today. We stand on this precipice of this new decade and I want to encourage you all to shine your light. Let your light that is inside of you, this light of the world that is shining and cannot be overcome by the darkness, let your light shine for all around you to see it. Matthew five, the, the the Gospel of Matthew, chapter five, says this, verse fourteen. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they might see your good deeds. And glorify your Father in heaven. Now, I've been a little bit naughty as I was preparing this. uh, And I did something that many people might shun and frown upon. But I rewrote that. I rewrote the Bible. Not that I think I can say it any better. But because uh, I think we can word it slightly differently that we can get better grip on it. it. It would say this. You are the light of the world. You were born to stand out. So don't shy away, hidden by your insecurities, by your anxieties, by your friends, your jobs, and your commitments. Although they are real, they will come against you in your life. Don't shy away behind them. Shine out. Let your light fill your world. Let others see your light shining in the darkness. And when they do, when they do see that, they too will glorify God. And I can already hear some of your thoughts here this morning because, you know, I've got that. Uh, I can hear, already hear some of your thoughts saying maybe, but Chris, I can't do that. I don't know how to shine my light. My light isn't bright enough. My world is too dark for my light. I'm too busy to get involved. My light is too insignificant to make a difference. You know, I know all these thoughts because actually at one point in my life, I too have had those thoughts. I too have been there where you are at the moment. And if that's you and you're here today, uh, then I want to encourage you. Uh, I've got a couple of keys coming up in just a moment that I'm going to share. And I hope that these will just unlock something in your life. Just a couple of key points that... Hopefully, if you pick them up, it'll just unlock that thing in your life to help you understand that, actually, your light is the same as my light, is the same as Dave's and Leanne's light, is the same as Annie's, as Pete's. Everyone's light is the same light. We have the full power of God inside of us. And so, as we, as we come to these keys now, In the spirit of Christmas and of generosity, I've got a little gift for everyone, every single person here in the room. So I'm going to ask uh, the hosting team now if they wouldn't mind. They're going to start distributing these for us all. So as they're distributing them around, just keep hold of it for now. It's uh, just a simple little torch, a little lamp or a light like this. Uh, For anyone who's wondering it's taken from uh, the Lord of the Rings the third part of the trilogy Uh, and I would highly recommend anyone who hasn't seen it go and watch it or even better read the books if you can but in the video we see the hobbit Pippin lighting the first beacon. And again, for anyone who who hasn't read the books, the whole scenario or situation around behind that is the city that they are in is under attack. In fact, the whole country that they are in is under attack. The army of the evil one is stood prepared and ready to destroy everything around them. And it looks like there's no hope. Even the king himself has gone completely mad. There is no hope to be found. And we see that first light is lit. The first beacon is lit. The light shines out. And the message breaks out then. And we see that brilliant montage. that You can only imagine the helicopter when they were filming that. Flying around all those mountains. But it would have been a great job to have had. But as you, as you travel around all those mountains, you can see different beacons being lit. And that's how this system of communication worked historically. This is how a message would get out, was one beacon would be lit, and then a little further down the line, another would see that first one was lit, so then they would light their beacon, and then further down the line, the next one would be lit, and these beacons... Excuse me, when they were lit, had one purpose in mind, one message to convey. So when you got to the end of the chain, that one message was conveyed simply and easily. And I show you that message because just that that, that video because the principle is the same. When we shine our lights, a message is conveyed. A message is sent out to our world around us. It conveys a message of hope of life, of strength, of victory over the darkness. When we shine our light, it shows others that the darkness around us, no matter how deep it might seem, no matter how dark it seems to come, our light will overcome it. That There is hope to be found in our darkness. When we shine our light, it conveys a message. And this links really closely with our second key for today. When we shine our light, it gives others permission to shine their lights. Historically, as I've already said, a system of beacons would work in tandem. It was all well and good lighting your beacon. But if another beacon didn't see that, wasn't looking, maybe they had a day off. Or they decided, you know what, I'm going to stay in bed this morning. I can't really be bothered with it today. If they, stay, if they weren't aware, if they weren't on the lookout, that message of the first light being lit wouldn't be passed on down the chain. When we shine our light, it gives permission for others to shine theirs. For some of us, that might be a very physical act, a physical choice. Maybe you see me today stood up here on the platform and I'm shining my light. And you make the choice, well, If Chris can do it, so can I. Why can't I? Why can't I shine my light? For some of us, it might be more of a subconscious reaction. You see a light being shined, and you just naturally, ah, start shining your light. Just a little bit, maybe, to start with. And you begin to stoke into flames this, this hope, this, this light that burns away inside of us. And actually, it's been interesting. As we first distributed these torches, I've seen some of us already just making that subconscious decision. When I, put mine, when I took mine, I switched mine on consciously and I put it on the table here just to see out of interest. And it was fascinating to see as people were getting their lights, some of you have already switched yours on. If you haven't, there's just a little black switch underneath you can uh, click it on uh, to shine your light as well it's interesting to see some of us just subconsciously clicking on switching your lights on when you saw my light come on as well because when we shine our light it gives permission for others to do likewise and the final key for today is perhaps the most profound and important one of all that I'm going to share and to illustrate this uh, I want to ask quick hands up who here has a smartphone an iPhone maybe an Android uh, Windows or whatever else you might have if you have a smartphone brilliant Uh, I want to ask you to take it out quickly I know churches phones out in church shocking shocking If you have one, take it out and maybe just switch on the torch on your phone for just a moment. And it'll be a little bit difficult in here where we've got so much brilliant natural light. But if you just switch your torch on on your phone and just hold it up, hold it up so we can all see them. I'll do, Oops. Let's try that again. There we go. And now, why don't we all, without blinding each other, just have a quick look around us. See all of the lights. If you don't have a smartphone, hold your little torch up, your little lamp, which uh, which you, you all have. Hold that up as well, so we can all see all of our little lights shining around us. And this illustrates my third and final point. <laughs> Brian has a, his has his on his head. Brilliant. Uh, and my third point is just this: the more people that choose to shine their light, the greater the impact. It's it's very good, actually, that, Martin, you did choose to switch the main lights off in here, because it's, it's helped greatly in that we can now actually all see a little bit more. But the principle is this. One light shining in the darkness repels a little bit of light. As we all begin to shine our lights, the greater the effect, the greater the darkness is pushed back, the more we're able to see around us. The more people that choose to shine their light... The greater the effect. Over the past year, we've seen some great times where, as a church, as LCC, we've chosen to shine our lights in our community. Whether that's through our, our children's parties at Easter and at Christmas, maybe it's our Christmas hamper appeal, uh, or maybe it's any of our special services that we've run, or just our regular day-to-day goings-abouts as a church family. As we've all chosen to shine our light as a church, we've seen a massive shift in the community around us we've seen our community rally together our world has been changed when as a church we've chosen to shine our light but imagine what it would look like what your world might look like if you were to leave this place and make that conscious decision to shine your light children here in the room today maybe when you go back to school in just a few days imagine what it would look like in your school if you were to shine your light What could that mean for you? Well, maybe you tell your friends that over Christmas you went to church. Just a simple conversation. Oh, what did you do over Christmas? Well, I went to church. And that might start a bit of a conversation then. Well, why do you go to church? What does that mean? And you have that opportunity then to shine your light. Adults... Maybe when we go back to work, and there was a big groan across the room, as we go back to work, perhaps when we begin to shine our light, what might that look like for us? Maybe we pray for one of our colleagues, or multiple of our colleagues, perhaps. One thing I love about my workplace is that every Monday morning at the start of the week, those of us who are of faith, we all gather together and we have a bit of a prayer gathering. And we pray for all of our clients that we work with, all of the churches that we connect with, but we pray for our colleagues as well who don't yet know Jesus. And we pray in faith and belief that actually by coming into contact with us as Christians in their workplace, in their day-to-day scenarios, actually they might encounter God as well. So we shine our light in the workplace As we all begin to shine our lights, maybe in the workplace you you gather more people together, our light begins to shine far brighter than if it were just your own shining away. Now imagine that. What could that look like for you? As we step into 2020, I want to encourage us all to uh, shine our lights. As we read earlier, you are the light of the world, You were born to stand out, so don't shy away. Don't hide yourselves behind insecurities and anxieties, although they will come against you, as we said before. Shine out instead. Let your light fill your world. Let others see your light shining in the darkness. And when they do see that, they too will glorify God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our time together this morning. Lord God, we pray that you would give us courage as we go on from this place, Father God. We thank you that you have seen us fit and worthy to to carry your light, Father God, into our world, into our communities, into the darkness that surrounds us. And Heavenly Father, we pray that you would give us courage to help us in shining our light, Help us recognize the light inside of each and every one of us. Refresh those of us who are weary uh, and perhaps feeling a bit weak and tired. Lord God, refresh us with your Holy Spirit. Give us a fresh fire inside of us this morning. And above all, Father, bless, bless us, we pray, that you might be glorified in our world. In your name, Heavenly Father, we pray. Amen. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.